0: out there. And it's windy as hell. Got a wildfire up there in Bishop. Tripled in size overnight. Threatening hundreds of structures. Burning through shrapnel brush, shrub oak. Burned four square miles north of Bishop there. Mandatory evacuation orders in place for several communities, campgrounds. Bless you.
1: Thank you.
0: Ah! That's your fourth sneeze this morning. Okay,
1: relax. It's just a little dusty in here.
0: Are you getting sick?
1: No, I'm not getting sick. Hey, what else is going on? Time for What's Happening. Well, Google is uh, saying that it can now apply artificial intelligence to your eyeballs to see whether or not your heart is working correctly.
0: Google's presenting its findings today in Nature Biomedical Engineering. Did you get your...
1: Uh, well, it's an online journal. MBE? But I am expecting to uh, to follow along with Peruse the presentation through it. a little bit later. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. The, uh, the, the method is as accurate as predicting cardiovascular disease through more invasive measures that involve sticking a needle in a patient's arm. Now, Google does say more research needs to be done. This is pretty damn cool.
1: It's, now, they have shown some correlation, they say, between retinal vessels and the risk of a major cardiovascular episode. And what Google does is it looks into your eyeballs through your, well, not Google itself, but they take a retinal image. And then they say they're able to quantify the association between the retinal vessels and cardiovascular episodes 70% of the time. That 70% of the time they can accurately predict whether or not a patient would have a heart attack or some other major cardiovascular event in which patient would not.
0: Iceland is in the news today and trending because Iceland could become the first country in Europe to ban male circumcision. Now, there are many religious groups not excited about this, uh, but this is legislation being debated by parliament there. And it would impose a six-year jail term on anyone who removes part of or all of a child's sexual organs for non-medical reasons.
1: Uh, Celia Do daughter is a lawmaker from the center-right progressive party and said she proposed this measure after realizing that they they have a ban on female genital mutilation, but there's no equivalent to prevent male circumcision. Because we, okay, they're done for very, very different reasons, and Iceland outlawed female genital mutilation in 2005 because there's, there's absolutely no medical re- – well, I shouldn't say there's no because I don't know if there's probably some argument for it. But I cannot think of any medical argument for female circumcision, for female genital mutilation other than to remove the clitoris, stop all pleasure when it comes to sexual activity. That's not the same with male uh, circumcision. So it's strange that they would consider this a thing. Although they say there are groups that are saying that this is an attack on uh, freedom of religion in Iceland.
0: I can't believe that guy even made the Olympic team, that curler. That was way too fast. Would he
1: throw it in the gutter? Yeah. Was he bowling with us? Come on, it's crazy.
0: KFC is in the news. KFC has been forced to temporarily close hundreds of restaurants in the UK because there was a logistics snafu that stopped chicken deliveries they ran out of chicken about 800 of the of the company's 900 locations in britain were closed midday today
1: it's terrible kfc owns taco or is owned by taco bell and pizza hut parent uh, corporation called yum they said that there were this is a weird thing the chicken shortage had been caused by a couple of teething problems with its new delivery partner teething problem
0: well it's a new delivery partner so the uh business relationship is in its infancy and there are teething
1: chicken don't have teeth
0: no no no, no. you're you're missing the point it's about the relationship between kfc and the delivery company it's Mm -hmm. new it's like a baby relationship okay but and the baby's teeth are coming in
1: baby chickens don't have teeth
0: either You saw Black Panther. I
1: did. I really enjoyed it.
0: 235 million plus box
1: office. Curtis, give me this computer and I'm going to play some Black Panther music. Go uh, it was a, uh, by the way, the soundtrack is great too. Uh, Kendrick Lamar had everything to do with the soundtrack. They're saying. Uh, Two hundred and two million dollars for the three-day weekend, and a projected two thirty-five for the four-day. Uh, that's pretty crazy, um, and by far one of the largest ever, one of the top four-day grosses of all time. After going past Jurassic World, and is right behind Star Wars: The Last Jedi and Star Wars: Force Awakens. But once the all of the tallies are in. It could easily surpass Star Wars The Last Jedi.
0: It is the 50th anniversary of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. It is? Yeah. Makes you want to change your sweater, doesn't it? (laughs) That was the most perplexing thing to me. Why do we need to change the sweaters and the shoes?
1: Because he was wearing an outside sweater and he had to change to an inside sweater.
2: You do Uh, that really well. (laughs) Need his comfortable shoes for the And inside. they needed
1: his comfortable shoes. So that he, it's almost a little uh, George Bushy in there. Yeah, a little bit. H.W. A little um, bit. This is the year of Fred, says David Newell, the guy who uh, played Mr. McFeely for so long. Uh, the program has really resonated. It's very rewarding. People in their 50s now are the first generation that watch the neighborhood, and it goes all the way down to teens, four generations wow. of fans. So.
0: There's a new biopic, You Are My Friend, starring Tom Hanks. Oh, that's perfect, Of not it? Of course. Yeah. Who else is going to
1: play him? Nobody. Nobody can play him. All you right. could. Nope, could not. <gasps> a neighbor. We
0: should do a segment. I'm ready to hear from Mr. Rogers right now.
1: Well, neighbor, while you're sitting on the couch doing nothing on this holiday, some of us have to work. You know who else is working very hard today is the United States curling team. The men are taking on Canada right now. And all they're doing is throwing big 40-pound rocks down an old frozen bowling alley. This is really soothing. When we come back, we'll check and see how that curling team is doing. Throw in the rocks. I really like that. It
0: sounds like Deadpool doing Bob Ross. (laughs)
1: A <laughs> little bit. Gary and Shannon. <laughs> Way to modernize it, Curtis. That was, <laughs> thank you for that. AM
0: 640.
1: Gary and Shannon. You see
0: Lindsay Vaughn yesterday doing her trial runs, and they're like, yeah, you didn't come in first. She's like, yeah, I wasn't trying to come in first. Oh. I like other uh, skiers to think they're faster than me.
1: Mm-hmm. She was, seemed
0: like very ruthless mentally. I loved it. <laughs> um, also, you're right. There was no nipple pasty there. Told you. That sucks for her.
1: Uh, there was a uh, French, uh, was it ice dancing? Yes. And she, her partner like swept his arms up or something and hit the snap and then out came lefty and they, she finished i mean she finished the whole yeah the whole thing and said it was the most embarrassing moment of her life that's got it come that on sucks international audience
0: your nipples everywhere thankfully it's a well, holiday here <laughs> so not as many americans will be exposed to the nipple
1: i'm sure there will be plenty yeah, um, that sucks. But it's not a pasty.
0: Nope. nope. A, I don't
1: know which uh, censored sites you're looking at. Well, My boobs can one, hang out whenever I want.
0: One with My a site too. that has some hel- uh, class. Because oh, they put a that's pasty That's right. On I'm sorry. Her. I
1: forgot. Officer Farron from the Nice Police has shown up today. It's good to have you, officer. It's a nice day, isn't it?
0: It's beautiful. It's cold, though. And windy.
1: <sighs> what about those doping Russians? Well, listen... If you've been watching, you know that the Russians that are participating are participating under the neutral Olympic flag, and it's called OAR, the Olympic athletes from Russia, even though it seems like there's a million of them. Uh, the actual Russian team is not allowed to participate, and the guy who was popped was the guy who was curling.
0: Yeah. Can you explain that to me? You're a new fan of this uh, of this great sport.
1: Uh, what... What advantage do you have when you're doping, when you're curling?
2: Need good core strength? No. Upper body strength? Nope. No? Uh, well, I mean, you
1: do. It? The the guys who are sweeping, that that's probably a good core workout right there. Yeah. And I suppose they were saying you need some good upper body strength. It's ice, fellas. You don't need good upper body strength. You need good muscle control. Right. But I don't know about upper body strength to roll a – I mean – Slide a 40 pound rock down the ice. I'm
0: pretty excited about the women's hockey. The Americans have played their way back into the only game that counts a showdown with Canada for the Olympic gold medal. They shut out Finland five to nothing in the semis, and they face their arch rival Thursday. Americans trying to win their first gold since 1998 when women's hockey made its debut in the Olympics. Um, speaking of debuts, I loved the snowboarding jumps what do they call oh, it the big, sky, big or, sky or whatever yeah that was that was impressive those girls yesterday
1: uh my favorite in the uh, snowboarding is the snow cross where there's 6 or 8 of them and they're all rolling down the hill on a uh, what turns out to just be like a a cold BMX course over the jumps and the turns and everything
2: it's like almost a mile long that that little yeah. course yeah
1: and and uh didn't you say last week one of the dudes broke his neck
2: yeah, he fell, like, on his upper back and on his neck. He he was able to get up and finish, you know, going down the hill. Uh, but then later on they checked him out and he, I don't know, ruptured some vertebrae and whatnot.
0: Did you see the female skier, the downhill skier, who had that really bad crash, like, two weeks ago? It was terrible. They said she had a lot of soft tissue damage and she finished her run uh yesterday. And she collapsed at the finish line in agony. Yeah,
1: it was just really hard to watch. Even some of the the ski jumps where they're doing the high aerials, uh, the way that those guys land it looks like they would not be able to get up and walk away. And I, yet they I, do.
0: I can't imagine crashing at that speed, at those speed, those downhill speeds. Going, they're going eighty miles an hour. They're jumping uh, fifty yards at a time. It's insane. <laughs>
1: Uh, One of the uh, one of the big celebrities, I suppose, that came out of this, the big personalities that we've seen in this Winter Olympics is Adam Rippon, one of the uh, American figure skaters. He had agreed to become an NBC correspondent for the duration of the Olympics. Since he was done with all of his stuff, he was going to then sit in the booth with Tara Lipinski and Johnny Weir and that third guy. uh, That's what we'll call him, even though his name is Terry Gannon um, and, and help with the commentating of, of the figure skaters, but he has changed his mind. He now told NBC, he's flattered, but he says, if I took this opportunity and I have to leave the Olympic team and I'd have to leave the Olympic village, mm-hmm. and he says, my friends were all there to to support me, so I want to be there for them. What do you think, Oscar? I just think he's I know what you, you're thinking. You're thinking exactly a, what I'm thinking. He's having
2: a great time. He's having a village.
1: fantastic time. And he's run all the way through his 47 allotment. And he needs more. <laughs> Just guessing.
2: I'd want to hang out and party in the Olympic Village too, though. You yes, I, mean? of I didn't realize
1: that you would have to you'd have to quit your quit the team, basically, um, as opposed to being sort of a special correspondent for NBC. But I guess that's the way it works.
0: Coming up next, Swamp Watch. It looks like the president is open to increasing background checks. We'll be checking in in DC with that also president lashing out about this whole russia investigation
1: all Here, the latest gary and channon will continue
0: drain the swamp
2: we're going to drain the swamp of washington we're going to have fun doing it we're all doing it together
0: Swamp
1: gary and channon On this Monday, 1230 segment, we get to check in with uh, what's going on in Washington, D.C. We do our Swamp Watch. There was actually a great story of something that happened with the president, but it was a couple of months ago. We're just learning about this now. When he was on his trip to China, the U.S. military aid that carries the briefcase that's got the nuclear codes in it, they call it the football He was supposed to follow the president. I mean, he's always supposed to be close to the president. He and a doctor are the two people who are going to be with the president just about all the time. They walk into the Great Hall in China as part of the official visit that the president had. And Chinese security officials blocked his entry, blocked the entry of the military aide who carries the football. Now, wait a minute. You can't do that. No. So a U.S. official watching this whole thing runs into the next room and says... Mr. Kelly, Mr. Kelly, that security guy stopped the guy with the football. So Chief of Staff John Kelly comes running out and goes, uh, What are you doing here, Jimmy Stewart? He goes, <laughs> and he says, uh, no, this is not happening. We are going to keep walking. And we're walking. We're walking. So John Kelly grabs the doctor and the guy with the football and keeps walking into the Great Hall. And there's a commotion because a Chinese security official grabs Chief of Staff John Kelly. And John Kelly grabs the guy by the collar and he goes, Not on my watch. And the karate chopped his neck off. Right in the neck and his no, head that came didn't, clean that off. Didn't happen. I may be elaborating, but John Kelly shoved the man's hand off his body. A U.S. Secret Service agent jumps in, grabs the Chinese security official, and tackles him to the ground. Wow. And you know what happened as a result of this? Hmm. The Chinese apologized to the United States. There's a very clear procedure that says listen if you want our president to come visit you here's a couple here's a couple non-negotiables. Number 1 is the guy with that fat heavy briefcase is constantly with the president no matter where he goes. A Chinese official did apologize afterwards for the misunderstanding but at no point did anybody have their hands on the nuclear football. It's not like they were going to steal it or anything or a bad action movie was about to take place. But.
2: I want to see John Kelly in rage mode. Yes. Like, don't touch me.
1: And he just did that thing where he just grabs, like, the, the pinky nail on the guy and, <laughs> boom, you know, just holds that over him. And the guy's in agonizing pain and right. can't move.
0: We are going to be talking about the president and how he seems to support stronger background checks for guns coming up next. But uh, first, the president is said to be hosting a listening session with high school students and teachers this Wednesday. The White House hasn't said whether Trump will meet with teens from Parkland, Florida, who have obviously called on the president to do more about gun control. They've organized that March for Our Lives rally in Washington on the 24th. Uh, A White House spokesperson said yesterday that uh, we're not giving you any more details about this listening session. Now, CNN is scheduled to have a live town hall in Parkland, Florida at 9 p.m. Wednesday with students from that high school. It's going to be hosted by Jake Tapper. They're already teasing the hell out of it. It's a big CNN to do.
1: I think um, both Marco Rubio and Bill Nelson have said they're going to be a part of that as well.
0: Yep. This listening session is one of those things that
2: seems like it could backfire spectacularly. Because the students are going to go and all they're going to want is some type of gun control measure to happen. And then when that doesn't happen, because it probably won't, uh, then all hell's going to break loose
1: right. after that. Well, there's, and there's a couple of things. I mean, it, it, that's an, an eventual thing that could happen is – That's going to be brought up in the re-election campaign. That's going to be brought up in the congressional elections in a couple of months. There's also the the problem that the president has. He's not great with those personal interactions on camera. Everything I've heard about his behind-the-scenes interactions with people one-on-one outside of Stormy Daniels or anybody else uh, is that he's a very affable, down-to-earth, good guy who likes to listen to people and asks a lot of questions
0: and he wants people to like him
1: and he wants people to like him but in in an an event where there's cameras out there there's cameras that are watching and i don't know if that's the plan is that there would be cameras in the room
0: i feel like there won't be i feel like there won't be because the white house says no more details he's going to do a listening session but no more details means that it's going to be maybe in private
1: on his behalf i hope that's the case because i hope that that you know the 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 stories of him behind closed doors being a much more in-tune, uh, better-at-reading-the-room kind of guy, yeah. I hope because I think that would work out, and I think that's what those kids would need in that situation. And it
0: shouldn't be a political photo op either. It shouldn't be something for cameras. It should be what it truly is billed as, and that's the president sitting down and listening to the the concerns from these
1: kids. Because the pictures that we saw from over the weekend with him at the hospital... They just seemed very tone deaf. I mean, he's got a big cheesy grin on his face and a big thumbs up, and he's standing next to the hospital bed of a girl who'd been shot just days before. I mean, it just didn't seem didn't seem very. The
0: mood is not.
1: Somebody didn't read the room correctly there. Right, 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 right.
0: Um, Really quick before we take a break here and go to Capitol Hill, former president, vice president, excuse me, Joe Biden. Is tiptoeing around potential presidential run questions.
1: I don't think he's. I don't think he's going to run. I think that Joe Biden would be a uh, potentially a good advisor for for somebody running. But Joe Biden is a million years old now.
0: He said he was keeping his 2020 options open, considering it a real possibility. He insists he has made no decision and he hasn't needed to yet. According to a bunch of people who uh, who were with him in a in a planning committee, how old is Joe Biden? seventy-eight. He he's seventy-five. If, if he's elected,
1: okay. he would be seventy-eight the day he's inaugurated.
0: I don't have a problem with that.
1: Well, seventy-eight is the new fifty-eight, exactly. I suppose, but. I just
2: Donald I don't Trump know seventy one right and he's the oldest four your
1: difference he's yeah. the oldest guy to ever be elected president I, so uh,
0: I just don't know if Biden has it in him that's what I mean to go through all that I don't
1: know if he's got the emotional bandwidth anymore I mean the reason he didn't run last time was because he talked about his son having passed away his son was very sick I think at the time that he would have declared that he was going to run and then his son passed away in the middle of the campaign I if think, I'm not mistaken
0: I think if Biden thought that he was the only uh, way for the Democrats to beat Trump though he would run.
1: I, that's very true. I don't know. All right. When we come back, we're going to be talking with Megan Hughes about the possibility of expanding background checks and why the president does support those. We'll talk about that. And a quick note about Richard Gates, the latest in the uh, Russia collusion investigation and how he has agreed to testify against Paul Manafort, although it has nothing to do with collusion. It has to do with bad banking practices. So we'll talk about all that.
0: Gary and Shannon, KFIAM AM 640.
1: Gary and Shannon on this Monday, February 19th. Well, one of the stories that's uh, been dominant over the last couple of days, obviously, is the shooting out of uh, Florida at the high school. And now the survivors of the the shooting and the families of victims are looking to the government for some sort of reaction to this. And one of the suggestions would be stronger background checks for gun buys. And the president uh, apparently is supporting them. Joining us to talk about it, Megan Hughes, who is in Washington. This, uh, this announcement of support, this came from the White House today.
3: Yes, and this is a significant change in posture from what we've heard from the White House. You know, the president gave that address after the, the shooting in Parkland, Florida, and did not mention guns at all. Now, today we're hearing from the White House Press Secretary, Sarah Sanders, that the president spoke with Senator John Cornyn of Texas, who is um, backed by the NRA, certainly a very strong proponent of the Second Amendment. But after that shooting in Sutherland Springs, Texas, this, this fall, where a shooter with an assault rifle uh, killed 26 people in that church, he decided to co-sponsor a bipartisan measure that would mean beefing up the background check system that's already in place, essentially trying to make sure that federal and state authorities uh, submit any kind of criminal information to the background check system, something that's not happening right now.
1: So so it doesn't necessarily restrict certain people from getting weapons. It just makes sure that the information is shared between agencies
3: that's exactly right it does not change any of the laws that are currently on the books it does not expand the background check system Uh, it simply would incentivize state and local authorities to do some of what they're supposed to already be doing do, do their due diligence in providing some of that criminal information to the fbi which runs the background check system where does the nra stand on this bill The NRA so far has been silent, um, and I will tell you with Capitol Hill, with the members of Congress out this week, we have not heard a lot of reaction from Capitol Hill uh, either. We did hear from one key Democrat, uh, Senator Murphy of Connecticut. Um, Interesting, he's a co-sponsor, and there are a number of Democratic co-sponsors on this bill, even though it is, uh, as I mentioned, a very moderate moderate measure. So Senator Murphy, his reaction today is saying – Number one, that this is a sign that the politics of gun violence are shifting very rapidly. Um, But number two, he says no one should pretend that this bill alone is an adequate response to the epidemic. Uh, Whether or not the NRA backs this, of course, is going to have significant implications for whether uh, Republicans on Capitol Hill will get behind this. Also, it will be very significant how strongly and how, you know, what kind of robust support this gets from the president down the road.
1: It is interesting, though, that if nothing else, um, John Cornyn and Chris Murphy were the ones who introduced this. So it's at least introduced by, uh, you know, by senators on both sides. It's supported by Chuck Schumer and Mitch McConnell, or at least they've said they support it. So, I mean, it's got that going for it in terms of future passage.
3: I'd also point out that House Speaker Paul Ryan was down in Mar-a-Lago meeting with the president yesterday. Um, So we know that the the meeting – was happening. We haven't heard from Paul Ryan on this issue. We know that he met with some of the Broward County first responders and people at the hospital there. Uh, we know that the, he, he made statements last week, not mentioning guns. So, for the White House to come out with this today, after, you know, shortly after that meeting, it'll be interesting to see what he has to say when he returns to Washington.
0: I'm fascinated by the particular scope of of this bill, and the more I learn about background checks. Uh, the more i'm I'm fascinated by this stuff uh, federal agencies are recorded I'm just reading out of the the Washington Post federal agencies are recorded to are required excuse me to report various felonies indictments and other crimes federal agencies including domestic assaults into that federal database but Congress has no power to compel states to do the same and as you mentioned earlier Megan it seems like they're not doing that why not?
3: Well, I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know the answer to that. I would have to talk, I would have to, talk to the different agencies yeah, I'm just curious. Or not this is simply a matter of, of them not doing their due diligence. Um, you know, as we talked about the Sutherland Springs shooting this fall, that shooter and, and, and part of the impetus for this bill uh, had a record of domestic violence that the U.S. Air Force was aware of, but it failed to report it. Uh, I, I don't know what, what the, the reasoning was behind the U.S. Air Force not reporting it. Um, um, if this is just something that's missed, whether the resources aren't there, I do know that some of the um, idea of incentivizing these agencies to report uh, involves adding additional resources, uh, so that would be included in this measure.
1: All right. Megan, thank you so much. Thank you. Megan Hughes there with the, more, the latest there in D.C. Um, one of the stories that's uh, that's been uh, rumored about the L.A. Times is reporting that one of the top aides to the former campaign is going to plead guilty to fraud related charges within a few days. It looks like Richard Gates, who worked very closely with Paul Manafort, would um, would be the one who decides to plead guilty and then agree to testify against Paul Manafort. This, before you jump to conclusions uh, and not to make excuses one side or the other here, this is not evidence of collusion. I mean, you could argue that there it's evidence of some sneaky stuff going on. But in this case, we're only talking about financial malfeasance on the part of Richard Gates and Paul Manafort. It's not proof that they colluded with the Russians or anything, but, you know, it would it would add if there is a collusion charge eventually, this could be part of it. But before everybody starts, uh, you know, raising their uh, what do you call those the party noisemakers and stuff and saying that this is the beginning of the end, This is just Richard Gates testifying solely against Paul Manafort because of some financial uh, hijinks, shall we say.
0: Coming up next, we talked about it at the top of the show. It looks like numerous different school officials tried to intervene in the Florida shooter's life going back to middle school. Kids in the schools were reporting this guy left and right. They wanted to keep him out of the law enforcement track, so they tried the counseling track. Uh, So... We know how that worked out. We're going to talk about the couple that took this guy in after his mother died last fall because they're talking about what their reaction to all of this has been.
1: Gary and Chan will continue right after this.